A great man once said, one is better than two, two is better than three, but four, four is the best of them all. But that doesn't make sense, uttered a small child standing in a crowd of onlookers and observers. The crowd gasped as the child's ignorant words following the man's brilliant words. What do you know? You're just a child, the great man responded. The crowd applauded gently as the child hangs his head in shame and exits the scene. The great man was none other than Walt Disney himself. From the beginning of time, the human race has been given magical gifts that surround the number four, the 4th of July, Independence Day, not only a holiday celebrating explosive and, um, and explosions in America, but also a beloved film starring a true American hero, Will Smith. May the 4th, a day dedicated just to Star Wars fandom, simply because 4th sounds like a small child with gap teeth trying to say force. The 4th Amendment, leading people to believe that their home is their castle, even if you live in a double-wide trailer. <laughs> Incredible sequels such as Star Wars 4, Halloween 4, Die Hard 4, Mission Impossible 4, and of course Jurassic World, aka Jurassic Park 4. This all leads us to the pivotal moment in our lives where 4 is truly the magic number. Episode 4 of The Fourth Wall. An episode that'll be more of the same, except a little different. We're your hosts, Adam Sliger, Lloyd Williams, and Nick Floyd. <laughs> Brilliant. Wow. American hero Will Smith. <laughs> I learned something. You man. think about true. American heroes like <clears throat> Martin Luther King Jr., uh, Chesty Puller, <laughs> George Washington, <laughs> Ben Franklin. Will Smith has to be in that shortlist. Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon. Yeah. I don't know. All American heroes. Lloyd doesn't know. He's Lloyd doesn't. British. <laughs> I don't know who that He's is. over there like Stonewall Jackson or whatever. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the Fourth Wall welcome. Filmcast, as Nick said. <laughs> this is indeed episode four. Wow. And so we're going to start off with some movie news. Um, first of all, The Martian is a new trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a great... <laughs> It, it is a trailer. It is a trailer that it's has also been, a movie. been released. <laughs> right. And um, it looks pretty cool to me. What what looks cool? The Matt Martian. Too. Well, Who, Who's in it? Who's in it? Matt Everybody. Damon. Donald, Wig. Donald Glover is in it. Childish Gambino. Um, yeah, Matt Damon in space again. He goes back to space to reprise his role as astronaut from Interstellar. Can we get a check how many times Matt Damon's been in space in the last... I think zero of... He's never been to space. Uh, oh, in a, real life. In real life. Now. Oh, not no, not in real life. As like, an actor, what's yeah? At There's got to be at least two now. Oh, There's gonna be more than that. Probably more. He wasn't in Armageddon, was he? No, Elysium <clears throat> one. Right. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yep. So if that's three, we know of Interstellar two. Interstellar. And then The Martian. And The Martian. I think the trailer looks great. It I does. It looks like Interstellar. What's the line, the big line in it? I'm going to science the shit out of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He actually says that. That's an actual yeah. line in the movie. Which looks... I'm stu- he, the, prem- the premise is he's stuck on Mars because his mates all left him. Because they thought he died. By accident. They, they thought, thought he, he was dead. like that, yeah. So his, his space ranger mates went back to, <laughs> to England. I mean, back to Earth. <laughs> you make it sound like a tragedy when you say it like that. It's a comedy. Space mates leave him, goes back to Earth. He's left on Mars and he's got to figure some science out to, make, to mean that he can grow food and survive the four years that it takes for them to get back. And that is besides the point of whether or not he can actually figure out how to communicate with them anyway. That's exactly the trailer. Right. Yeah. And then he says, how am I going to do this? I'm going to have to science the shit out of this. It seems like to me it's interstellar or love or any of those, but 
not super emotional and sappy. Probably with a bit yeah. of comedy in it due right. to the fact they a put lot, that in yeah. the trailer. Well, the what? book is great. The what? book's real good. What? It's based on a book. The what? Book? Book. Oh. A book. Oh, Go we haven't ahead. talked about books. It's like a the... long magazine, I yes. heard. Without pictures. Oh, wow. Sounds uh, terrible. <laughs> so the book is called The Martian. Yes. Right. And it is a uh, great, really funny, well-written book. Uh, almost satire, I would say. You know of the genre. I, you know what so. I like? When there's a book and then they make a movie about the book and then they reissue the book with the movie actors on the cover. Mm. So oh, you'll be yeah, like, oh, money. I want that book. Matt Damon's in that book. <laughs> yeah, because then you're just thinking of book. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah but That's he's true. not in the book. It's kind of smart, though, because you're putting a face to the character. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so they get to make money off of, you know, I'm the Hunger Games. If you like have a Jennifer book, Lawrence. if you have a book, the best thing now that can happen for that book, it used to be Oprah would recommend it for her book club. That was the best thing. Now they make a movie about it. Yeah. And that's the new best thing. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Good fine. On that would be fine. Good on him. Yeah. Uh, when's that movie due out? This year, next year, next There's year. There's no date yet, I think. Nope. It just said coming soon in the trailer. Well, we all think it looks good, and it's Ridley Scott maybe redeeming himself after some <sighs> questionable movies that he's made about space. Over I hope the, so. The Has he made any movies that aren't about space? Uh, yes. Gladiator. Right. Yep. That's not about space. No. Not even close. What I else? also love that this poster looks like the front, the poster for The Social Network when it came out. Just a guy's head with yeah, words with on it. Over. Bring him home. That's yeah, pretty trendy. Okay. It looks good. It's Matt yeah. Damon. It does space. look good. Yeah. It's also funny that it's kind of a play on, like, E.T. Bring him home, like, The Martian, but he's a Maybe man. it'll be funny then. I hope yeah. so. Well, it's going to be. Yeah, the book is really funny. Good. Wow. Yep. Next on the movie Spoiler news. Spoiler alert. Next what on else the movie we got? <laughs> Netflix is co-producing Brad Pitt's newest project, War Machine, which is billed as a military comedy and satire. It will be released in select theaters as well as Netflix. That's awesome. Is Brad Pitt in it or is he just producing it? He's probably just producing I it. I think he's in it. Nah. I'll check. Okay, we're going to look that up. But David Machad, Machad is uh, an Australian director and he's directing it. He directed Animal Kingdom and The Rover and... I don't know I what they it. are. They're great movies. Yeah. They're really good. Yeah, Animal Kingdom is great. Um, but uh, yeah, he's been, I think, in the in talks with... Brad Pitt about no, something yeah. for a while. Brad Pitt will star. Yeah. Okay. As four star rock star U.S. military general. Well, I mean, what do you think about movies being watched on Netflix and not a screen? Like that's kind of a step towards not. I mean, but on is demand that, has been a thing. Is that a movie? I think you said it was yeah, a it's series. A movie. It's a, it's a movie? movie. Full on feature. Oh, okay. Because Ricky Gervais is doing the same thing. And Adam Sandler. It's fine. It's I fine. think it's great. It's one step yeah. closer to just laying down and having a movie downloaded right into your brain, mm-hmm. which is the dream. That I mean, one day. One day, it'll happen. You don't even have to watch. You'll just know all the stuff that happened. Like a contact you put in your eye, and you just yeah. Well, if you think about it, it's a good way to get people to subscribe to Netflix. Anyone who hasn't already goes, oh, what's a good way to watch Brad Pitt's new movie? Instead of spending thirteen dollars to watch it in in the movie theater, you could subscribe to Netflix and get everything on Netflix right. for less than the cost of what it would take to go and see a movie in the cinema. Or you could yeah. text your aunt and just say, hey, can I get your Netflix password, password yeah, on exactly. the low? Let's be real. <laughs> Hook me up. I'm on my mom's. My roommate's on my mom's. I got six TVs in my house all with the same login. I've been jonesing to watch Netflix all day. Yeah. Hook me up with that, well, with I like, that login. I like the sound of that War Games thing. That's, yeah. That sounds cool. And it reminds me of... Um, the new HBO 
show that's coming out, The Brink. Yeah, The Brink with Jack Black. Jack Black and Tim Robbins. That's like a comedy satire set on the same thing yeah, in the Middle it. East. Jack Black goes out to the Middle East and he's kind of a little bit racist and it's funny. Sounds great. That's on <laughs> HBO coming. Uh, that's on June 21st. 21st yeah. I'm going to watch that. Same yeah. as True Detective and oh, great. And Ballers. Yeah, all the same night. It'll be a big night for HBO. Jeez. Wow. Three yeah. big premieres. HBO. Yep. Have you got HBO, Adam? <laughs> no. <laughs> One of the reasons we don't talk about Game of Thrones on this podcast as of yet is because Adam not only hasn't ever seen it, he doesn't have HBO. And it's also not a movie. And Yeah, but this <laughs> is true. film and TV. Starting right now. It's always been. Hey, it's been TV. It says it on the Twitter and stuff, doesn't it? Anyway. Surprise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Great surprise. Yeah, I mean, sure, we can talk about TV. So Brad Pitt, Netflix, that, that's good. We're, so, so far, we're happy about all of the movie news so far. Yeah, good stuff. What else? So in the box office from the past weekend, mm. we have Spy coming in with $30 million. All right, that's pretty good. San Andreas in its second week had 26, and it's just shy of 100 now. And that was number Rock, one yeah. last week? Last yeah. week, yeah. Okay, and almost number one this week. Insidious 3 mm-hmm. coming in, in third hot place? with $23 million and Entourage with 10. <sighs> Entourage made $10 million. That's $10 million opening yeah. weekend. 17 total with the five-day from Tuesday or Monday night until or How, whenever. Till I bet the budget was tiny, wasn't it? Thirty, 30. million. Yeah. Okay, they'll, so they'll it's a broken evening. Who cares? Yeah. yeah, they'll make their money back. Whether but, or not they'll make another one, I don't know. Well, plus with all the sponsorships and stuff in the movie. Yeah. Like Uber. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The whole movie was. I mean, was Cadillac and Avion and Uber and all. I mean, every scene there's something that's in the background. You can see I'm surprised. Some sort of placement. Yeah. yeah. I mean. That's the show. The show's always done that. Anyway, we all went to see Entourage. Um, we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the episode. Yeah. Uh, well, anything else in the movie news that we're missing? Oh, uh, yeah. A couple. Yeah. Go for it. So Let's carry on talking. The great movie ride yeah. at Disney is going to be revamped. This isn't new nice. news, by the way. This is actually very old news. But I thought I'd bring but it for up. The, for because... the listeners, yeah. Yeah. This, this was at about actually over six months ago. Really? Yeah. The, wow. This was... They knew it was happening. Well, you just mentioned it right before the show. I thought, no, let's cover it. I knew well, there's, I think, a, the ending <laughs> has officially been changed, like officially official. Yeah, really. I think they're gonna keep changing stuff throughout the ride. I don't. Oh, so they've the ending is now changed now. Yeah. They, to oh, what? okay. So what I thought we were saying was that it's going to be, but they announced ages ago that it with the new uh, rights to whatever films and stuff and the yeah. studios partnerships and blah 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 and the change of the name and all that at the end of the great movie ride which is a ride at Hollywood Studios here in Orlando right. um, you go through and you're in different scenes of different movies and you're in like a, a, a moving cart on like a bunch of sets on a bunch of sets yeah and it takes you through some very famous movies The Wizard of Oz yeah Alien and then at the end it just puts you in a big room and then plays Screens. clips of if you don't get goosebumps though Oh, it's great. That, it's great. At the end. About with movies. all the clips, yeah. Uh, but when I did it, I kind of thought it was a bit of a cop out. It was like well, what's the new <laughs> what's the new end now that we probably updated it's a just movie. Up, yeah. So, yeah. Just oh. newer movies. To appeal okay. to like younger. It kind of stopped like late. No, it 90s. had Finding Nemo in it. It had mm. cars in it. Last time I went was When did you go? 3 4 months ago. Well, they probably threw. They I think, threw in some fresh yeah, material. Like Pixar so, stuff. for those listeners who don't give a crap about that, <laughs> that's a new ride, yeah. an updated movie ride. If you're ever in Orlando and you want to go to Hollywood Studios, <laughs> it's a fun thing to do if you're into movies. Right. Anyway, and here's a fun headline that mm. will make some people laugh. I think 
Only two people attended the first screening of the FIFA-funded film <laughs> United Passions in Los Angeles. What? Yeah, FIFA created a movie. About what? About, about the FIFA. founding of FIFA, but then they also got busted by the FBI. And yeah. so they didn't really have time to promote their movie from jail. <laughs> That can't so, be right that only no, two people... literally two people went to the possible. premiere. $607 opening weekend. One theater only made $9. That's it's true. I don't understand. Yeah. It's, I mean, you never heard about it. No. But it happened. Yeah. But, I mean, if if it's a premiere, they're going to at least send a few emails and say, hey, from we jail? got a red carpet from, thing. From well, sepblatter at jail.com. Well, I doubt he actually made the movie, but, you know. Classic. What? So the movie's about FIFA? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd watch that at some point. In the next Apparently 30 years. Well, you would add about 10% movies. to their opening weekend take. Yeah, buy a copy. It. Buy a copy. <laughs> yeah. You'll fund the sequel. Yeah. They're, they're filming it on an iPhone 4S. <laughs> this yeah, is, this, uh, this podcast is me more publicity for the film. <laughs> Everyone out there's going to, like, we're doubling the income. Yeah. yeah. That's great for them. Sponsorship. <laughs> Go see the new, the fourth wall film cast brought to you by FIFA. <laughs> Coming soon, Come episode five. When you hear that, you know. Hey, we'll take a FIFA sponsorship. The fourth wall FIFA cast. <laughs> like, sorry, we had to make some changes. Yeah. Um, no more movie talk. We, We're talking football. <laughs> there we go. Football. Foot, football. We're talking football. Safe. So, two people. Okay, fine. <laughs> Other news: James yeah. Cameron has endorsed the new Terminator film. Right. I'm excited about this. Yeah. Did you Did you watch it today? The I clip? didn't watch the clip the on video. The no. It's very cool. He he's, he it starts up. It's James Cameron. He's looking. Into the camera, kind of, and he goes, I didn't write this. I didn't direct it. I didn't produce it. I'm just a fan. And he got to see the movie, obviously, because he's James fucking Cameron. Yeah. Uh, and, he, and he says, it's amazing. He's backed it hard. And he said, as far as I'm concerned, this is the third Terminator movie. And obviously, bear in mind that they've made two. They made a Terminator 3 already. And, yeah, and yeah then, then Salvation. Salvation. It's terrible. Uh, so, he, so James Cameron has given Terminator Genesis his seal of approval. He says it's very nostalgic. There's lots of um, things in there that people will recognize from the first two movies, etc. And yeah, but this that's, it, that's it was. Good. I mean, he's gonna get a kickback. He's off not, movie. I don't think he is for his IP at least. There's what? some. Yeah, the, he's got to make at least some money off of this movie just because he came up with it all, right? Well, he says I didn't write it, I didn't direct it. I mean, it's not his script, is it? No, but no, he would still get a kickback because it's his characters it, and yeah. his world. Not if he didn't invent the characters, he wouldn't. If he's not producing, and yeah. he's not doing, look it, look it up. I mean, yeah, while I we're think, talking, I think right now we should find out if James Cameron is a liar or not. He's, I, it seemed very genuine, and the fact that he opens it up and he's like, "I've got nothing to do with this." And if if he didn't write any of, if he didn't create any of the characters, then well, he created he's, he's not Terminator money. in general. No, well, he directed. Okay, so, so he didn't create Terminator no, to be characters oh. by James Cameron. Character. That's it. So, well, what does that mean? Did he create them or not? Uh, he'll get a cut. Of the he'll movie. get something. He he and Gale Ann Hurd created the character. He seems to be the kind of guy who just disappears and doesn't ever talk about movies ever. Because it's because he's money in the than ocean. God. And he, yeah, he's looking he's for the Titanic. Eight hundred <laughs> feet under the sea. That may looking be. at anglerfish and the Little Mermaid. <laughs> And, and then he, he should, comes up to make one movie and goes back He should keep down. doing that as well, because that's all good stuff. But all I'm saying is he, he he never came out and said Terminator 3 was good or Terminator Salvation was good. Right. So he's he's come, and, and it's like a, th- a two and a half minute promo. Yeah. Sizzle reel with him 
talking over the top of some footage from the new Terminator movie. And in it, anyone who's on the internet, go search for it now, because in it, it shows way more of the young Arnold Schwarzenegger CGI character than they've been in any of the trailers. Does it look good? He's got a great shirt. It look in this. He I'll does, show yeah. you. It looks. It looks good. Urban Outfitters. Oh my god! James Cameron shops at Urban Outfitters. He is dressed like a fifteen-year-old boy in he California. Is in middle school. He's actually got braces on in this video. <laughs> anyway, regardless of what James Cameron looks like, uh, I personally am excited that he said it's it's all good because he never said a single thing about the other ones. Now, if you directed the other ones. Yeah. Do you feel like he's throwing shade a little bit? Yeah, he is. That would suck. He's definitely showing throwing shade, as you would say, because he said, as far as I'm concerned, this is Terminator Three. Well, if so I he's directed, still saying uh, one and two are better than three. Of course. Yeah. I mean, he won't just like. Yeah, I mean, he did a pretty good job. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. So, anyway, that means that. I was kind of like, eh, I could wait for this one, but then again, it's Terminator and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it should should I pay to go see it in the cinema? But now I'm like, yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I'll be there. I was curious, yeah. but now I, I want to see in. that on the big screen. It should be fun. Yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, I'm gonna buy a ticket tomorrow. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. Yes, let's do that. All, All right, right, done. Okay. And the final headline: mm-hmm. Cut the Rope movie <laughs> oh, has been announced. <laughs> You want to tell it's going to be called Omnom. So if you don't know what Cut the Rope is, go to the App Store and type in Cut the Rope. It's a it's basically a game where a very short dinosaur wants to eat peppermint candies. And there's they're attached to a rope because a mean person tied a rope around the candy and hung it and from put him the in ceiling. a paper bag. Yeah, because you in each level you pick each paper bag. So this little dinosaur. It all doesn't make sense. It's pretty sad. Animal cr- <laughs> PETA needs to do something about this for one. But now they're making a movie called Omnom. So definitely going to see that. Yeah. I'll be camping overnight to... An hour and 20 minutes of a little green person eating peppermints. Do you think there's going to be a guy in a dinosaur suit? Or do you think it'll be a cartoon? It'll be a cartoon. It'll be a cartoon and it won't come out mainstream. You think so? It's it going to be on won't. hundreds of screens in every state. Didn't an Angry Birds movie already come out? No, it's coming out. They have Angry Birds uh, everything. Same thing. Yeah. I bet you the guy who came up with Angry Birds is in the top 200 richest people in America. Yeah. Well, Wouldn't the people the people who are doing the Cut the Rope movie are all the like the CEO is producing it and the executive <laughs> producer is like the VP of the company who made of the Cut app. the Rope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> think if you think about it, they already have a guy that can animate to make the app. What if they were just like, "Hey, Jimmy, you work for us. Just hey, this next couple weeks, just make a movie called I bet Omnom. That is exactly what's That's happened. the conversation. And then, yeah. and then he didn't even get a raise or anything. <laughs> the poor sap is sitting there, just like I don't get this. What am I doing? He's Wait. like, mom, mom, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Some sixteen-year-old kid is animating the whole movie. He wrote the script, directed it. It's one. The credits are three people. When is that movie out anyway? So Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Can't wait. <laughs> Can movies that are based on apps that'll be a future episode that will be really exciting I hope it's not a future episode I hope we don't have that much yeah, to I hope talk this about this is the yeah. second and only one no, <laughs> yeah. I mean oh if you think about it though Pixels is basically about apps it's just there were instead of iPhones they were apps on an arcade cabinet yeah you essentially mean, yeah. yeah legendary computer games right but what is an iPhone but a tiny computer? Well, exactly. Computer. <laughs> a computer. 
Can we quote that? We, yeah. to- we talked about Pixels already, didn't we, in an older one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. We yeah, should we totally did. go see that. Oh, I'll be there. Just, well, I'm going to every movie, basically, from now on. <laughs> yeah. It's market research for the podcast. When are we yeah. getting sponsorships so people will pay us to go watch movies? Hit up Pixels. Or FIFA. <laughs> or FIFA. Yeah. Brought to you by Happy Madison and FIFA. I know. We dropped 50 first dates. We're talking about you, Shrek. We can get... Yeah, I mean, we, we just talk about to, movies. We need to get more active with the hashtags. Be like, hashtag give us free tickets uh, yeah. to movies. <laughs> All we got to do hashtag, is make... Can you hear us, Adam Sandler? <laughs> we just got to make friends with someone that works at a theater. Yeah. Because yeah. then he'll just like pretend to rip our invisible ticket for the camera behind him, um, and then we just go in. For the camera. <laughs> if we yeah. told a guy that worked at a theater, hey, us three, we'll give you 50 bucks a month, and we'll just bring random strips of paper, and you can just tear them... And let us in. He would do it. Oh yeah, that'd pay his water bill. Fifty. That's fifty a, bucks a month. We should. So, okay. So anybody out there listening who wants to, <laughs> if be you're a part of if this, you're in Central Florida, <laughs> I don't know if I endorse this. You have to. All right, I'm in. If you live I'm in Central Florida, that was, <laughs> that was really easy. <laughs> that kids is how you influence your friends. <laughs> okay. All, it takes. all right. Is that our movie news? That is the movie news. All right. What comes next? So on today's podcast. Drum Adam? roll, please. All right, we've got a game. Oh my word! It's called Sweet. Over Under. Right. I know nothing. He about knows nothing. This. So Lloyd, cool. will you please enter the soundproof booth? <laughs> put on earmuffs. <laughs> how, a, how am I going to come soundproof? back? Why does he need earmuffs if it's soundproof? It's not that soundproof. Okay. How, and how then I, how are you going to come get me? Yeah, I'll come get you. All right. Me okay. and Nick are going to play the first ever round. Do you need to tell us how it both under. works so you don't have I will, to say I will. it twice? I will. Do you want to tell us? Yeah, now? I'll tell you how okay, it works. Okay, yeah. here we go. Here's how this will work. <laughs> okay. I will tell you. Wait, can you say it in the voice of Steve Harvey? I can say it with a mustache of okay. Steve Harvey made with my finger. <laughs> Here's how this will work. I'll tell you 10 movie facts, and each one includes a number. However, dun dun dun, the number is incorrect. Your okay. job will be to tell me if the actual true fact number is over or under the one I said. For example, if I were to say that the film Titanic was released in 1985... You'd be a liar. You would say over because it came out in 1997. Correct. Okay. And David, our producer, is going to time it and keep score. So if you guys tie... Hey, David. Whoever was faster... (laughs) Whoever was faster will win. (laughs) Whoever's faster? If it's a tie. Oh. Okay. Who's, Who's timing it? David. Are you I'm actually David? It. Yeah. You are? Okay. Yeah. So Lloyd, hopefully this is interesting to our listeners out there. Um, well, they should play along. Yeah, you should play along. Everyone play along. So Can am I leaving dramatic? now? Yes. You're going to start? We'll Keep start. the pace up? And then we'll come get Keep you. Keep the segment racy and, fu- and fun? Yeah. yeah. And then Good. Nick will come get you. And All right, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving. When he's I'll tag you. I'm leaving. Goodbye, Lloyd. Bye. We need some dramatic music to keep up. I can't hear anything. Wait for the door closes. You can't hear anything? Oh, I could Yeah, well, I won't hear you in here. Shut the door. Yeah, wait. Wait, wait. All right. Go. All right. All right. David. Yeah. Please start the time now. Oh, Nick, oh, number one, the budget of the 1952 movie Singing in the Rain was $800,000. Uh, over. The film Con Air came out in the year 1995. Over. The first Twilight film was given a tomato meter critic rating of 54%. Under. In 2011, there were 29 major motion pictures released in 3D. 2011, you said? Yes. 
over. Richard Attenborough's Gandhi has the record for the most extras ever in a movie with 250,000. Over. King Vidor is often heralded as the movie director with the longest career of all time, with a career of 62 years. Under. King Vidor had a filmography of 81 films. Who the hell is King Vidor? I just told you. All right, uh, under. The film industry as a whole has grossed $6.1 billion in 2015 so far. Uh, under. The first working movie camera was created in 1885. Over. The highest grossing documentary of all time is Fahrenheit 9-11, which opened with 15 million in its first weekend at the box office. Over. And time. All right, cool. Let's bring back Lloyd. All right. How do you think you did, Nick? I'm nervous. I'm real nervous. All right, we'll get Lloyd back in the studio. So, all those are true Facts, except not. Numbers are wrong. Hope you're playing along at home. All right, Lloyd, come on in. Nick, Nick, Nick can be here. He's already played. Oh, you can be here because you've already played. Just don't say anything. Right. Okay. All right. So, David, you got the times and the answers. Yes. Not in the fridge. All right. Cool. Lloyd, are you ready? I organized your fridge for you. Oh, thank you. So There's loads of booze out there. And a can of beans. Just a reminder. And some, and some parmesan that should have been in the fridge. So, so if the, the world was ending, so we'd just, be fine. Just a reminder. <laughs> if you think the actual number is higher than the one I said, then you say over. Okay. If you think it was lower, you say under. Understood. All right. David, start the timer now. The budget of the 1952 movie Singing in the Rain was $800,000. Lower. The film Con Air came out in the year 1995. What if it is 95? It's not. Oh. That's the point. Um, (laughs) Higher. The first Twilight film was given a tomato meter critic rating of 54%. Higher, because no one would dare do that. In 2011, there were 29 major motion pictures released in 3D. What is in? There's more than 29 or less? Is that? It, that's uh, for you to choose. <laughs> Say the question again. In 2011, there were 29 major motion pictures released in 3D. Major, major. Lower. Richard Attenborough's Gandhi has the record for the most extras ever in a movie with 250,000 extras. Higher. King Vidor is often heralded as the movie director with the longest career of all time, with a career of 62 years. Higher? Uh, Alright, keep going. King Vidor had a filmography of 81 films. What? That doesn't make any sense with the last question you've already asked me about. No, his career was 62 (laughs) years and you said higher, and then I said he had a filmography of 81 films. (laughs) Okay. Higher or lower? Oh, uh, higher. The film industry as a whole has grossed $6.1 billion in 2015 so far. Higher. The first working movie camera was created in 1885. Lower. The highest grossing documentary of all time is Fahrenheit 9-11, which opened with 15 million in its first weekend at the box office. Lower. And time. 
Right, I've got know, issues with this. I didn't know we that, were playing higher or lower. Is, I thought we were playing over under. Yeah. We Welcome to our game, higher or lower. Higher or oh. lower. High low. It's, it's called I over under. Wood. It's really, it's con- it, all right. Well, it's, it's basically it's confusing because you basically do a statement, and what I want to say is true or false, but you're being so. It's whether you've got to say, am I? You made up a is, figure. Is the real number higher or is it lower than the made up figure? All right, okay. It could be off by by a dollar. That's the brilliance. Well, right. No, I, uh, I'm not going to do that. You could. How, I did, did, how did my you answers could. match up to yours? I don't know. We'll find out. Just off the, off the top of your head. All right, so With David. You gave. I don't yes. even know. It yes. all happened so fast. Okay. All right. All right. So Singing in the Rain, David, was made on a budget of $800,000. That is false. It was made... With a budget of two point five million dollars. Piss off! Really? Who, who got really? that right? Who got it right? Did uh, anyone, Lloyd did. Lloyd got it right. No, I didn't. I said lower. And I yes, said higher. I think. think. Yeah, you said higher first. David. Well, Adam gave me the wrong answer. Then. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you told me the correct answer was under. No, over. No, it's under. Is it? It's you over. Two point five. It's million. over. Oh, yeah, I'm sweet sorry. Jesus. All right. Okay. Oh well. Gosh. Okay. So who got that right? Lloyd did. Ding, 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 ding. All right, so that movie was made on a budget of $2.5 million. Uh, I still don't understand how I got that right, because I said that it was made with less. <laughs> David, did you, did you record my answer incorrectly? Oh, wait. Nick got it right. Yeah! Got it right. All right! David. Hey, that was... David, you're fired. <laughs> you have, you have one job. And it All right. me up. Number two. The how film, intense that one was, The really. film Con Air came out in the year... 1997. The answer was over. That one I got right. Who got it right? Both of you guys got it right. Yes! The first Twilight film was given a tomato meter critic rating of 54%. That is incorrect. It was 48%. The answer Uh, was under. Who got it right? Nick Floyd did. In 2011, there were 29 movies released in 3D. Incorrect. There were 45. The answer was over. What? Did anyone get that one right, David? Uh, Nick Floyd did. Oh, my God, guys! (laughs) (laughs) And number five, Richard Attenborough's Gandhi has the record for the most extras ever in a movie with 300,000. The answer is over. You both Uh, said over. Oh, right. Both Both of them got points. Really? Now, here's where Lloyd got very confused. (laughs) King Vidor is often heralded as the movie director with the longest career of all time. That is true. Right. He actually started in 1913, and he died in 1980. So what's the answer to the question? It's his career of 62 years. The answer is actually over. He was a director for 67 years. Okay, so okay. we got, both. Uh, Nick got it wrong. Lloyd got Ooh. it right. Oh, there it is. <laughs> King Vidor had a filmography of 81 films. The answer is under. He only directed 67. Oh. One a year for basically his whole career. Did Nick get that? Nick got it right. Oh. He did not. <laughs> Nick is happy about this game. <laughs> the film industry as a whole has grossed $6.1 billion in 2015 so far. That is incorrect. It has actually only grossed $4.5 billion oh. so far. The answer is under. Nick Floyd got that one correct. No, how did he? You he, said under? He said under. I'm a movie god. Because he said the right answer. This is bullshit. Quit pushing on me. The the first movie camera was actually invented in 1889. The answer was over. Nick Floyd got that one correct. (laughs) Oh my guys, I'm out of here. Lloyd Williams did not. And number 10, the highest grossing documentary of all time is Fahrenheit 9-11, which opened with $15 million in its first weekend at the box office. The answer is over. It actually made $23.9 million. 
Nick Floyd got that one. Oh! Nick Floyd did not. So, are you sure about that? What do I yes. win? Are you yes. sure about all this? So you win yes. bragging rights, and you get to make next week's game. Oh, cool. What? So, yeah. What was the final Nick got total? Nine out, so Nick, Nick got 9 out of 10. Lloyd got oh. 4 out of 10. <laughs> Nick, Nick just got so excited. And Nick's God. time was 1 minute and 32 seconds. Lloyd's was 2 minutes and 2 seconds. Holy shit. <laughs> Guys, I've never won anything in my entire life. <laughs> Nick just looked. I've never seen Nick look this happy literally in my lifetime than when you told him he got 9 out of 10. <laughs> I feel like... Uh, Lots of listeners will be confused, as was I, about many of the questions. You'll get it. The way that they were posed. When you listen to it back, you're going to be disappointed in yourself. Next I will time, not listen to this back. <laughs> next time we play, it'll go smoother, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. As, as we develop the game. It's because you were playing low or higher, and the answer is o- or over under. You confused under. yourself. Yeah, probably did. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. All right, well, that was play. Well done. over under. So okay. Nick Floyd, victory speech, please. Ten seconds. Uh, I just like to thank my mom, my dad, and my Lord Jesus Christ. Anyone uh, else? Uh, Sister? I like to thank Lloyd Williams as well for inspiring me every day. I do life. not take that, thanks. <laughs> go, go back to thanking your mum and dad and Jesus and all that stuff. All right. So I good. don't want any part of your victory. Good game, everybody. Yeah. Good game, Lloyd. I yeah. think next time, next time you'll do better. We'll see about that. It was a rookie, you know. Nick had beginner's luck and you had rookie mistakes. All right. <laughs> Either way, you just shit on both of us with that one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 9 out of 10 ain't bad. Hey. Which one did Nick miss, David? Let's run it back. Um, He missed... Who? What? Missed what? Me, I missed Nick one. missed a question. The oh. sixth one? The sixth one. I don't know what that King one was. King Vidor. Oh, 67 films. So you thought he had made... If only. Less than that. If only I could do 10 out of 10. Yep. Well... Next time. Hang on, didn't we have... Weren't there a few tied questions? I thought you said yes. if we both got the answer correct. No, if you both... Like, let's got say you got nine... Of questions if you correct. got nine out of ten and so did Nick, oh, it would okay. go to the clock. Which yeah, that just, Nick that didn't won. happen. I'm just trying to <laughs> that did not whatever happen. the hell I can. Right. Remaining Hey, next time, next time, <laughs> next time you're up against me, you'll probably have better luck. Okay. What'd I'll you just get? say that. You got right. four? I got four, yeah. It's all right. We so all you're taking somewhere. You're taking the class again. Okay. All right, so Lloyd isn't happy about the result of that, and that leads us to our review of Entourage. Our review of the week. <laughs> which is Entourage. So we all went to see this movie together, as bros do. We, we took our own little Entourage of our podcast to the theater. We did. Did we have anyone else with us? It was us. It was just us, yeah. The Entourage. The Entourage. Our Entourage. The fourth wall David. Entourage. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> because we're the superstars. And we're, we have one we're, we're entourage the pod, member. The podcast superstars. And one entourage member, producer mm-hmm. David. So thanks for being our entourage, Dave. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> That's who I forgot to thank in my speech. Oh, you didn't thank your producer. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, I'd like to thank my producer. Can I say another one? Yeah. I'd like to thank my producer, David. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Right, so, <laughs> so what did we think about, so, right, me and Nick, big fans of the TV series on which Huge. the movie is based... If you didn't know. It had eight seasons. Is that correct? Yes. On on HBO. Home box office is what HBO stands for. There's a fact for you. He's trying to make up for that (laughs) four to ten loss. (laughs) We all know it. Um, But yeah, so so me and Nick, big fans, been waiting a long time. There was a, a number of years in the in the break after the se- after the show finished, four? where yeah. where they didn't even know if the movie was going to happen. In fact, I know, I know I wouldn't have been surprised if it never happened. I didn't think it was Just, at all. But they decided to bring it back. But anyway, so me and Nick, fully immersed, know all the characters inside out, know all of the from the very beginning, all of the subplots, 
all of how they got to be where they are right now. Adam knew nothing. Zero. Zero about the TV Except show. Except he knew who Turtle was. This is I knew Turtle, uh, Turtle. was in the, movie, in the movie. Just the name Turtle. Yeah. I knew there was a guy. How did, did you forget? Right. That's right. It seems to be a running theme in this podcast that I have no idea what's going on in <laughs> anything. That's fine. And you and Nick do. That's okay. That's what. That's part that's of the magic I'm here. of this thing. That's why I'm here. It's a magical experience. You're our human connection. Wow. So, how, how sweet. So, so um, Lloyd, out of, real quick, five stars. Should, uh, what do you what, give it? Out of, uh, well, I mean, probably a three out of five. Okay. I mean, it, it depends which way you're looking at it. Yep. Um, as, as a movie on its own, it's three, like in terms of the world and fi- seeing the characters again. I had fun, so it was maybe a four. Um, essentially, I mean, you know, it was it was a hour and a half long version of the the TV show, yeah. right? Condensed um, with kind of a storyline that made things interesting and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What, what else is there to say? Well, I mean, until you've said something to say about it, Adam. Right. Really. Well, Nick, Nick, did you agree? Out of five. Yeah, I mean, I'm there with. With Lloyd, I mean, it's I would as a movie, as a standalone film, which it's hard to watch as, you know, being a huge fan of it. I would give it a three out of five, mm. or a four, if not maybe even a five as a fan, because I was so unhappy with how the show ended. I went into the movie and it was everything that I wanted. It was the wrap up that I was hoping for. You know, seeing Vince direct and seeing the kind of the business of a financier and all that. That that was where I, I wanted it to be. And Lots of titties. Yeah, <laughs> at, at least a hundred. Yeah, but the show is there's tits episode, in the show too. Every episode, almost. I gotta watch this show. So before before <laughs> we go into I'm just that, kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't care about boobs. We've we've maybe we've maybe jumped the gun a little bit, and that is just by giving a brief synopsis of the show, right? Mm-hmm. Right. For those of those listeners, and there are probably a few listeners who have never watched the TV show as well. Yeah. So the idea is, it's about Vincent Chase who is an actor who came from no money, lived in Queens, uh, was discovered by a big-time Hollywood agent called Ari Gold yep. after being in a Mentos commercial. Yes, which found we found him. out, yeah. So Vincent Chase, good-looking guy, questionable actor in the TV series anyway. I think that that's kind of like the idea of the show, isn't it? That he's kind of doing well, even though it's weird, because he's not great. Right. Yeah. That it, that was always my impression with the TV show. Anyway, it was kind of like he got cast in Aquaman because he had the look. It's all about yeah the whole and, and thing. That, about so that. so it's about him and it's called Entourage because it's a it's actually not really all about Vincent Chase. It's about his lifestyle with his friends and his brother and his manager and the, the, it's all a family of guys who have grown up together uh, along with his career in yeah. and they all moved to Hollywood and. Essentially, it's it, the whole show is just about the Hollywood lifestyle. It's and all the, about and the lifestyle. ups and downs, In between making takes. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And and there is a lot of stuff, it, enlightening stuff about how they make movies and how the studios work and stuff. Yeah, the show is essentially the the, the main character of the show is the Hollywood lifestyle. Exactly, right. and yeah. it's how it develops around them. It's one of very few things I've seen where. The, the character development comes from the environment that it's based in, mm-hmm. and right. it's how 
Hollywood develops and how it changes and how their lives change is how they develop as people, not necessarily characters. Right. So it's supposed to be crazy. There's supposed to be insane things happening in it with drugs, sex, and money, and fame, and fortune, and, and oh, yeah. missed opportunities, and all, all kind. Of, like I mean, the TV show. I mean, it's just great. I mean, there's a reason that I enjoyed it so much, and you did as well. I mean, it's it just kind of the episodes were short. They were 25 minutes long. And you just kind of got a hit, you know, and the stories progressed and it was just very fun to watch these guys do their thing and yeah. just be crazy guys in Hollywood. So with that in mind, Adam, yeah. yeah, yeah, knowing nothing about anything, what did you think of it? I'd give it a strong four out of five, I think. Really? Yeah, it was great. Mm. That's awesome. I think one Is thing- it just because there were boobs in it? No. Are you Because sure? some of the boobs in the movie were only like a three- uh, if it was purely on the quality of boob, we're going three out of five. Wow. There were some great, there were some, they were definitely boobs, but they weren't anything worth writing home about. Okay. I'll just so say that much. In re- what were the things about the movie then that actually, uh, that made you give it a four out of five? I think for me, the best part about the movie was that it kind of stayed true to what I imagine the show is. And it didn't go, oh, well, now we have to make a movie, so let's make it super crazy and have a bunch of gunfights and a drug dealer bust down the door in a tank. It kept, like, a movie in itself. It wasn't like, I don't know, Anchorman 2 with the fight scene and the guy with the axe. It didn't get all special effects-y. And I, I was worried halfway through that it was going to turn into something like that, mm-hmm. and it didn't, and that was nice. So in terms of... of you getting to know the characters in it. Do you think that they they told you enough in the movie to yes to give you the backstory? You knew exactly where they all were in their lives, and well, it all made sense. One plus that I think m- m- that TV shows get when they become a movie as a movie itself is when people write for TV. They have months and months of experience writing these characters, and yeah. they develop so much of a personality. Not even character development over time, but just in general. If you watch the last season of Entourage and then immediately go to a episode one, you're going to be like, man, these characters are very different and kind of boring, and maybe they don't have signature little touches, you know? Yeah. And there is a point where it's too much of that, like the flanderization mm-hmm. kind of thing, the trope that people love to talk about. But going into the movie, everyone already has eight seasons worth of writing under their belts mm-hmm. for these yep. characters. So when you do make the movie... Scene number one, they already have really strong personality. Yeah. They come out the gate with roles that are defined. Every character has things that they get made fun of for and things that they excel at. Whereas when you make a movie in an hour and a half, you're writing for this character for a couple weeks or months or maybe a year, but you don't get to see that play out and then change it. You don't film the movie and then go, oh, it'd be cool if the character progress this way and then film the mm-hmm. movie again with a stronger personality. Yeah. So I think TV shows that get turned into movies already have an automatic boost in character characterization. That all makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, I loved watching, you know, one of the characters in the show that's always been kind of tough to follow, to, to kind of be on his side is Johnny Drama, Johnny Chase. And mm-hmm. every time he would be on screen, you would laugh like you were into that character. And so like... Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, but as the movie goes on, there's just like you, I could tell that you were kind of like, all right, this guy. Yeah. And you knew nothing about that character at all. Well, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know if you guys follow Better Call Saul, 
or not? No. Okay, well... I, I did. Vince Gilligan, the writer and creator of it, he was... There was a big twist at the end of the season, of season one, and the thing is, no one really saw it coming, but there were kind of hints, and then someone asked him when he came up with that, and he said he was already halfway through filming the season before he even came up with that, but there were people calling it from episode one going, oh man, I saw it coming in episode one that this was going to be the twist and he's like I didn't even write it until yeah. halfway through yeah, yeah. so you kind of have that advantage of like you get to watch episode one two three and four and then write episode five mm-hmm. where when you write a movie you write the movie and then you watch it but it's already done so, so you t- kind of do get a boost of personality so yeah, well, you get to great, change it yeah. great characters and overall every character either was cool and they were supposed to be cool they were lame, but they were supposed to be lame. Like, you knew who mm-hmm. was who in in the show right away. And obviously, we knew, we knew pre in the podcast that you enjoyed it because you kind of came out of it, and the first thing that you said was, I want to watch the TV series now. Yeah, right. And even today, right right before the podcast, even before you showed up, he, he was saying, like, oh, I really want to watch the show now. Yeah. Because yeah, I was talking about, like, Mark Cuban and the, uh-huh. the tequila side story. The cubes, and as they call it. The, the cubes. The cubes. Which is fun. I mean, the, the thing about the TV series, there's nothing, at no point does it try to be serious HBO-style drama. Right. No. Like, it, like, the worst thing that happens in it is, like, at some point, a, a major character, you know, has an issue with some drugs. But even then, it's kind of like, the arc is done. Yeah. It's like, they never go into, oh, man. That was so depressing territory. It's all there's always yeah. funny moments in every episode. Right. It's usually a celebrity cameo in every episode. They're always just. I mean, it's just it's fun to watch. It's like yeah. there's a reason that I think it's called the male Sex in the City. Right. Which it basically is. Well, when I told yeah. my girlfriend about how I think it's because I told her what I said about TV shows being movies. There's already strong characters, and she told me she had never watched the show Sex in the City, but she saw the movie. And she thought it was great. Oh, so wow! I f- and she said she agrees just from that. So mm-hmm. it's funny that you say that, yeah, because she totally kind of agreed with that. Yeah. Well, I love that you know, <clears throat> I love that you see it from that perspective. Because one thing I was telling you guys is I have such a problem too. Because right now the Entourage holds thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, right? Which really bothers me because while I love Mad Max. You know, Mad Max holds 98%, but every single critic review was like, it's an action movie, there's not a lot of dialogue, we didn't, ex- you know, this is a st- we didn't go in for some crazy story, we went in to right. see this. So they can literally check it at the door, watch this movie, and critics can completely, like, blow, I mean... Like, even lose Oscar- their self into the movie. Yeah, and, like, Oscar movies don't even have a 98%, mm-hmm. but yet a movie like Entourage that has a show, if a critic didn't like the show, you're not going to like the movie. If you're going and expecting character mm-hmm. development you know nothing about the show like it's not it's about it's a it's a lifestyle movie right and this movie is getting trashed which which do i think that it had something to do with how little the movie made i think that yes i think at the end of the day critical response has a lot to do with how movies do in the box yeah spy had 95 percent, and a a comedy like entourage had 30 what are you gonna go spend your money on well i think being r-rated and about a TV show, I think a lot of people are going to go, well, I didn't watch the show, so that, I'm not, so not going to watch yeah. the movie. That's, that would have been where I thought most of the yeah. issue was. If yeah. it was Entourage, the brand new movie, they probably would have pushed it harder, and I think more people would have gone just because they didn't have to have eight seasons worth yeah. of homework. I'm not entirely exactly, sure yeah. on what planet it would have been critically heralded. 
Right. Like, it's yeah. just not that kind of thing. You know, we knew what to expect. I don't think any of us thought that it was going to be Oscar-worthy by a, at all. Right. But we yeah. still paid to go see it because we wanted. We were kind of involved with the characters along the way. Critically, yeah, I mean, well, if, I think if someone had turned around and gone, yes, this is a 98% movie and I never saw the TV show, would more people have gone? Maybe, but I don't necessarily think... It I think most much. people just didn't watch the show. Yeah. I, think so. I, yeah. I, don't mean, I don't even have HBO, so I didn't have the option. It was one of the first... Like, back when The Wire and all that, I mean, it was a, one of the first big HBO comedies, if not... I mean, I can't even yeah. remember. I mean, it was the big thing it was on i mean it won you know ari Go- or um jeremy piven run won golden globe for it, yeah i mean there was it you know it was critically acclaimed when it was on but now, i think yeah. um wasn't isn't without giving the movie away wasn't um uh kevin dillon nominated best supporting actor for yeah. the globes one year yep so there's there's a kind of nod to that in the movie as well yeah which right. is really cool which is very cool um but that, it's, that cadillac though that, yeah, that, that concept car well, this this goes what you were saying kind of goes back to what we were saying when we reviewed Poltergeist as well. Yeah, how, it's like, all about yeah how we really enjoyed it, but there's going to be a lot of critics who went to see it and it still doesn't and have bash a, it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they are, but exactly. they, you know they're going to go to it and be like, oh, I'm going to compare it to the original and it's a remake and mm-hmm. yada yada. Like they're just going to go on about it and Entourage. I mean, I think at least deserved a sixty or seventy percent. I mean. Watching the film on a big screen and watching the really long takes. I mean, every single shot is just these long takes and this conversation between everybody. And the directing and the acting and the chemistry and everything in the movie is enough to appreciate. Yeah. And yet everyone's just bashing it. Well, I think if you if you're a person who's into film, even a little bit, you can watch a movie and say, I like this, but I know critics won't before you even check. Exactly. Oh, like I course, watched yeah. it and I and. I would say, yeah, 30 sounds in line with what I would characterize critics as giving it. Because yeah. there are two mindsets to a movie, and I think you can kind of safely assume which one critics are going to have. Like Mad Max, I think, is fodder for critics to love in the fun movie kind of way. And yeah. then Entourage is the opposite. Yeah. Especially, like I think, movie critics that take themselves seriously are going to watch a movie about the business that takes it kind of lighthearted. And maybe even take it kind of personally. This is I why we're see. here, you see? Right. Like, how good is this? Because, yeah. I mean, we've got kind of, like, the cross-section in terms of just being honest about that. I wish I wish more, like, considered expert reviewers and critics who write for magazines and big websites. I, I wish they kind of... Didn't care what didn't, other Weren't just thought. such dicks sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Because... I mean, Entourage is getting slammed, and it's like it's not the greatest movie ever at all. No, by, I, by no. F- I mean it wouldn't be anywhere near my top ten. Right, but that's not the point. The point is, it's fun. And did so, you like it? Which is sadly, I have to say, backs your theory of why you enjoy your top five movies. Yeah. Of which me and Nick were kind of like, what the? Fuck? <laughs> yeah. well, I think yeah, when yeah. you when you're a critic who's getting published and you're kind of big time, you already know. I think even some critics might think this like. I know as a critic writing for the LA Journal or the New York Times or whatever it is that there is a certain expectation that other critics will take me seriously if I bash this movie mm-hmm. and if I like this movie. Like if you were a movie critic and you didn't like The King's Speech, you probably just said The King's Speech, blah, blah, blah. And you kind of rambled on about, you never said, oh, I thought it was crap. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you found another way to say 
that it was crap without actually saying it, or maybe you just didn't review it because you don't want to look bad. Yeah. And I think if I would bet you there are some critics that if they weren't movie critics having to write about it would have gone to see Entourage and loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so. I think that... Or at least given it a review based on the fact that it's like... A TV show that's a yeah. movie. Yeah. And it was fun, so... Yeah. It was. Well, I love that Haley Joel Osment's character, I think, was Entourage, the movie, their way of saying what they want about critics. Because that's yeah, what he essentially yeah. was. Like, yeah. his character was basically like this is our representation of what critics are like yeah. in the film industry. And I think it was so funny that that's kind of, you know, this guy. Is that the Texas kid? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he was basically, he I represented. Hate, I hate when you do a project and there's someone like that yep. involved with it. That's the worst. But he's based, that's basically what critics are, you know, like that's the make or, or break. Or investors. Or investors, yeah. Or anything. Anything in general. So it's. I always thought that was kind of funny that, he was essentially the movie critic without right. spoiling too much. And that was kind of like their nod of saying, hey, guess what? Yeah. We're, you know, we we understand what we are and we're going to kind of that is a take good, a shot. That is a good way to look at it, actually. That's fun. Well, I so, think, go ahead. I was going to say, do we want to see more? Another Entourage movie? Yeah. Maybe. I wouldn't, I mean, I haven't seen the series, so I feel like I would say no because I have 100 hours of, Entourage yeah. to and catch it wrapped up on. everything up. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. You have so much material, right? Which that brings—that's perfect because as a fan, yes, I do. I do yeah. want to see more. I wrapped everything up the way I wanted to. It was great, but the thing is, this story could go on. Oh, I, mean, I saw the movie. On I saw the movie twice yeah. already, um, and it's been out for a week. So you did see more. I did. I saw it again. <laughs> but the thing is, I've watched the series over, and I mean, if, I don't binge watch a lot of shows I've seen before, and Entourage is one of the very well, few. I think the reason that it's so fun to watch is because everybody has that kind of fantasy. Mm. I don't think you could find anyone that you could say, hey, are you interested in the lifestyle of people who have made it but also haven't made it all the way so they still have to do stuff. They like, can worry, yeah. Like, they yeah, have this to. guy's scared because his movie may or may not be a blockbuster smash, but he's got a boat full of you know, people and can hook up with any girl he wants and it can party seven days a week when he's not working. Like, that's interesting to people. Yeah. Mm. You, most people don't have exposure to what famous people are like on their day off without any paparazzi around or anything. So it is interesting just to think, like, hmm, how fun would it be to be a movie star or to be a famous director? Yeah. Like, that's just a cool thing to think about. And a lot of this, the the plot points and situations that they get in the show and the movie, it's, it's fun, it's funny, it is fictional. But, you know, with Mark Wahlberg as a producer... A lot of it is stories based on experiences he's actually had in mm-hmm. the business, and right. that's why it's so cool to watch. Because you, yes, it's funny. It's like but a, a lot of it's, it's like a war based. movie that has like a director that's been to war and a writer that's been to war. And yeah, a producer like everyone that's involved with it obviously is in that business, and they're making a comedy about that business. But you can vouch for it being accurate in a way that it's not so ridiculous that they wouldn't make it. You yeah, know, no one's gonna make a movie about the film business that's not at least kind of inspired by their mm-hmm. own life. Yep. So I'm I'm interested in that movie just off the bat. If you say, hey, this is a movie about the film industry, but it's about their day off and about their struggles they go through and all the fun they have. Well, I'm as in. you said, it 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 didn't make a huge amount of money, but um, I'm sure that uh, it might not be the last that we've seen of them in the long term future. Anyway. I, yeah, I hope not because all of them together is yeah. just. So we recommend 
that you check it out if you've got you got some cash in your pocket and you yeah if you haven't seen the show it's fun you you might not connect to the characters as much as you would if you watched the show, but go on Wikipedia, read about the show, and watch or the don't. movie. I didn't or do don't and just go in. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was great. If you like lifestyle, the Hollywood lifestyle, all of that, just go watch the movie. It's fun. It's great music, um, some really funny stuff, and some really fun cameos as well. And a very, very cool car. There we go. Oh, an amazing so, car. Two yeah. thumbs up from me. All righty. Yeah. Okay. So um, what do we got coming up? Well, Jurassic World. What do we World. got? Yeah. What do we got? Oh, my Finally, God. we this get is, to watch Jurassic World. Well, this World. is a pretty big deal because uh, this, by the time the next one's out, we'll have, we'll have seen it. Yeah. And that's kind of crazy for me as, as you know, from the, if we've been following, big fan of Jurassic Park. Um, been waiting for this one for a long time. Following it since literally before it was a script. Even way before that. Hoping when, that something... When, even when before the, that? Yeah. Even it, before they thought the, of it. The, we the, already cared. Well, I mean, you know, I'll give you some... Some awesome facts when we talk about it is we'll probably have a Jurassic special next week. Oh, Monday that? we'll probably oh, all yeah. be Jurassic. I'm bringing yeah. out the soundboard. It's gonna be full of dinosaur, oh, yes. dinosaur oh, sound effects. Just score. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> it's worth saying that the it was in it was stuck in development limbo for a very very long time, and there were a bunch of scripts that were being talked about as well as castings and storylines and leaked uh, concept pre- art, concept art of human of really dinosaurs. weird stuff. Oh. So this has been a long time, and I remember literally, you know, when they put on the internet that it had started production officially, you know, uh, nearly two years ago. I was kind of, and I've been checking it out every single day, literally, any news that comes out. So three questions. Go on then quickly. Will there be boobies? No, I doubt it. Does anyone not have a man crush on Chris Pratt? I don't. I think he's good, but I don't have a man crush on him. Nick? I do. All right. And number three, if you got offered to ride a dinosaur, would you do it? Depends which one. The big one. They've got a saddle on it. you got to last eight <laughs> seconds. Eight <laughs> seconds in the rodeo on a T-Rex. I don't think I would. You don't think you'd do it? I mean... Even for the story. Would I die? Well, there's a rodeo... If I fall off, am I going to die? There's a clown that can distract the T-Rex. So and I'm not going to die? climb over the fence. Well, it's no, up to you. you. It's Is up there to a you. guarantee that I won't die? No, it's a rodeo. It's then a I, dinosaur yeah, rodeo. I, I probably... I'll, I'll watch. It's a long it. way to fall. <laughs> I would do it. Okay. Because if you die... If you live, you're a hero. If you die, you're a hero. There we go. That's a fact. <laughs> Okay, so uh, next week, <laughs> Jurassic Park crazy extravaganza episode. We'll do. Am I wrong? We'll do some more good themed questions. We'll have some fun trivia. We'll talk about all the movies. We're going to make sure that Adam watches them. Watches the original again before oh, it's Thursday. Been 12, 13 years at least. So um, I don't need to. I think I've seen it over a hundred times. I'll watch it again. There we go. Uh, so thanks everybody this has been fun yeah fourth looking forward episode. to next week's yeah so wall. tune in next the week fourth. for episode five of the fourth wall film cast. Jurassic World what's the Twitter shout out oh uh, at fourth wall film cast with a four th fourth wall film cast interact with us interact with us interact with us we'll probably have to make a website soon or something yeah, yeah. maybe up until then and thank you to everybody who has been a part of it and yeah. tweeting us and followed us along followed us and stuff as hopefully this thing will keep getting better and a big thanks to our sponsor FIFA <laughs> <laughs> for all they've done for us and for the world of football so yes. thank you for listening and we'll see you see next, you next week, week.